Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the topic of success. And I think it's safe to say that no one really sets out to fail. And yet the challenge is that how many of us have actually taken the time to define what success is for our lives? Ron, welcome back. Please tell us why this is an important topic. Yeah, it, it goes back, Susan, to a number of years ago where someone asked me the question of what my de definition of success was. And I really had never thought about it before. And it kind of forced me to really begin thinking about it. And so, and that began a, you know, a, a time of my life where it became very, very helpful to do that. And, and so it, it's becoming more and more obvious the older I get of how uh, important it is to, for each of us to have that question clearly defined. And the reason, or one of the reasons that that's a really important question to answer is that if we don't define that, then other people are going to define it for us. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of some of, you know, what we're seeing now is, is you know, what what is it that that dictates, that influences our decision-making, our life, you know, goals, the way, you know, we believe life should work. And so I come back to really wanting to encourage our listeners to to think about what their definition of success is. I like that. And I think it is much more than just about setting goals or achieving specific results. You're wanting to challenge those that are willing to listen to take a broader perspective and really consider how they want to um, determine how well they've done things, especially as they enter the final stages of life. So what are some of those ways that you want to encourage people to start thinking about success? Well, it's it's such a great question for each of us to have to answer. Uh, I think if we do a thorough job at it and we kind of go at it with a blank piece of paper and say to ourselves, you know, what, what do I really believe success is? Uh, then uh, I think it forced me to, to really create that picture for myself and then to look at my life and to say, all right, is what I believe success should be, does that match up with what my life is? And, um, you know, these kinds of questions, Susan, are so dependent on our willingness to just be honest about ourselves and, and you know, honest about what kind of husbands we are or wives we are or what, you know, what kind of parents we are, you know, look at the way we manage our finances and, and so when we do those kinds of things, then it really helps us to uh, to have a good, you know, definition for this. And so, um, 
again, you know, I, I think I just mentioned it, but I want to say it again. If we don't do these things, we're so susceptible to putting on what the world is communicating and reminding us and selling us on success should be. And I don't, for one, want to listen to what the world has to say. I want to listen to what Jesus has to say. Now you're getting into the how we define success. Is it going to be by the, what the world says, or is it going to be by what Jesus or what he says in his word? So talk to me a little bit more about how you define that mm. to lead how. I love when you ask me easy questions. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's been 50 years where I recognize that I want to live my life. I want to, to do the will of God for my life. I, I began to recognize that God has created me for a purpose, and I want to fulfill that purpose. And to understand what that purpose is comes from reading the scripture. And uh, it, it makes me think of someone once said, if, if you want to hear God's voice, then open the Bible and read the scripture verse out loud and you'll hear God's voice. And so for me personally, uh, it is that I want my life to match up with the Word of God. The, the Word of God is the, the authority, the ultimate way I want my life to be measured. Uh, and that means that there are things that maybe I might want to do that Scripture clearly says I shouldn't do. And so I'm then faced with the decision, am I going to do what I want to do, or do I want to do what the Lord wants me to do? And my advice for all of us is that God knows better than we know. And so I want to live my life so that I'm being faithful to what his word says. Amen. I think I get a little tickled because we're back to theology because that is what we believe and that is a heart issue and our actions and our behaviors are going to always stem from those beliefs and it makes me think of James 125 when you talk about looking to scripture to be our guide for how we define success and make these choices in life James says that we're to look carefully into the perfect law that gives freedom. And then if we do what it says, we will succeed. So let's get practical. Maybe someone is listening to this conversation and they've been challenged already in these brief few minutes to begin rethinking how they may have defined success. And maybe they want to now attempt to redefine success in the remaining years of their life. How do they go about beginning to do that in light of Scripture? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is you got to read it. I mean, <laughs> you got to become familiar with mm -hmm. what Scripture says. It it doesn't really take that much effort to open one of the Gospels 
and to read the book of Matthew, uh, 28 chapters. I think I once timed myself. I don't remember exactly how long it would take if you sat down and, and read the whole thing, but not all that long. So uh, if you started in Matthew, you would get to uh, the fifth chapter, which is where Jesus begins this great discourse, which we have named as the, the Sermon on the Mount. And inside of that sermon are things that are, are called the Beatitudes. And so if you want to know what success looks like, that's not a bad place to start. I mean, like and, that. Uh, yeah. So, you know, here's, you know, he says, he, the, the language that is used is, you know, as blessed as he or, or happy as he. I might throw in there successful is he, you know, who is poor in spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, blessed are those who mourn, meaning, you know, they, they're compassionate. They're, they're, they're engaged with the, in their own lives when disappointment comes, but also it implies being involved in the lives of others and and blessed are the meek and and blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness you know am i hungering and thirsting for righteousness sometimes i am and sometimes i have to admit that i'm not and i'm getting distracted by other other things that that are that are being uh, you know, offered or thrown at me. Uh, here's one. Blessed are the pure in heart. You know, want to talk about something that will take all of our lives to be able to be, you know, there it is. It's, it's success would be my ability and willingness to be pure in heart which takes, which is a daily effort and, and full of times where I realize I'm not being pure in heart and saying, God, you know, give me a pure heart. Forgive me for this attitude. Forgive me for whatever. So here's a beginning point. If you want to know what success looks like, be really good at all of these. You know, read those and say, yeah, I see those those things present in my life, and none of us are going to be be able to do those things perfectly. But the more we seek, and the more we pray, and the more we hunger to have that as part of our lives, I I'm, I'll make a guarantee: the more successful you're going to be in the eyes of God. I agree with that, Ron, and I love that you chose that passage of Scripture because all of those things that you just detailed as an excerpt could not be farther from the way that our culture defines success. And it makes me think of the podcast intro that we do, that we want to counter the prevailing mentality of our culture, and this is a perfect example of that. I think something else to really make a note of when we look at these scriptures, either the one that I quoted in James or what you're referencing, any promise that we see of success in either the Old Testament or the New is not just speaking about this life. And so often 
we get focused on what our experience is going to be here, but it is causing us to look into eternal life, which is what we are called to live in light of. And that makes me think of another scripture in 1 Corinthians 15 that in essence says, if our hope is in Christ is only for this life, then we truly are to be pitied than anyone else in the world. And it's easy to forget that when we're working hard to get the new car or to get out of the apartment into our own home or have the clothing that everyone else is wearing that our kids want to be able to fit in. All of these things are part of our reality. And to balance that with a counter-cultural mentality of what is truly success in this world is a challenge. It really is. And, you know, with the onslaught of the world of social media, with what we see on the televisions, you know, these days, on the billboards, advertisements of various sorts, there are no advertisements that I see very much, if at all, on the Beatitudes. You know, there isn't, no one is coming and saying, blessed are the pure in heart. You know, where you're going to hear that is is in scripture or hopefully at church or, you know, in those activities where that we're engaged in, where the word of God is being reinforced and we're being reminded of what truly righteousness or success in the eyes of God looks like versus what's coming into our, you know, space of life. Uh, you know, about what car you should drive and what you should look like and how you should relax and you'll be so much happier if you buy this product. And it's it's everything other than, you know, ha- you know ha- living holy lives. And, uh, you know, so the messaging is so predominantly weighed towards pleasure and, and self, you know, fulfillment that we need to remind ourselves of what it truly means to to live a successful life. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Ron, I think we're about at the end of this conversation, and my hope from listening to us is that people have been challenged to really take the time that you remind us it requires to assess how we're defining it, if we've not already, and if we have not defined it in accordance with God's word, to be willing to let his word redefine it for our lives so that we then begin to live that way. Any final thoughts today? Boy, I was really hoping you were going to give me the opportunity for a final thought because I wanted to read this verse of scripture uh, that I love. It's the first psalm. It's the very first psalm. And it's the really the part, the third verse, it's talking about, you know, again, it starts with blessed is the man. And, and then it says in verse three, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. And you just get the picture of success being a tree that has tons of fruit and to to me that's just such a great picture of you know 
picturing a fruit tree that's that's abundant versus a fruit tree that has no fruit and you know which one do you want to be what 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 is your life what do you want your life to look like and you want it to be full of of impact and and inspiration uh, in other people's lives you want to have made a difference in encouraging others and comforting others and giving wisdom and counsel and help to others. And that's what a successful life is, not the size of your house or how many cars you have or how many countries you visited. It's how many people have you really made a difference in. And so, uh, and, and we get this encouragement and inspiration from the Word of God. It's the best place. It's it's a well that's just deep with 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 life giving instruction and inspiration. Yes, and in that same analogy, that tree is not striving. It is planted. It is abiding by the streams of living water, and we know that that living water represents the Lord, and that is what we are called to do in the way we define success, but then how we continue to live it out day by day in abiding in what is truth so that that fruit is evident in our lives. I love that. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Well, on that note, we will end our conversation for today, and we hope you'll tune in next week where we will be talking on a topic that's actually quite complementary to this one, and that is the topic of priorities. We hope you'll listen in. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.